0: Have you ever asked yourself, what's the best way I can contribute to sci-fi and fantasy in the literary world? If you have, the answer is simple. You just have to be Veronica Belmont or Tom Merritt and host the Sword and Laser podcast. If for some reason you can't be Veronica Belmont or Tom Merritt, however, don't despair. All is not lost. You can still head over to patreon.com slash swordandlaser and help fund their hard work. Every cent you give adds more swords and more lasers to their growing arsenal of speculative literary goodness. That's patreon.com slash sword and laser.
1: Hey everyone, welcome to the Sword and Laser. I'm Veronica Belmont.
0: And I'm Tom Merritt.
1: Sword and Laser is a book club, but it is so much more. We bring you author interviews, news from the world of science fiction and fantasy, and awesome discussions from fans just like you. Hey, Tom.
0: Yeah, Veronica.
1: We forgot to do our Sink and Clap track um, before the show started. Should we do it now?
0: Oh, we can do a little, like, here's how the show is made.
1: Yeah, it's so a little behind the scenes Are we ready, folks? Right, Get a little
0: behind-the-scenes. Here
1: we go. And three, two, one. So that sounded good on my end.
0: It sounded good on my end, too. We must not have much lag in this connection. Perfect. And that's how the show is made.
1: <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> um also how the show gets made is by imbibing alcohol. Tom, what are you drinking?
0: Well, it doesn't have to be alcohol. In fact, quite often with us, it's not alcohol. It has to be as, alcohol. Uh, as some people have noted, every once in a while it's water, mm, tea, coffee, or soda, even sometimes. Coffee. Yeah. Uh, but for me, this time, uh, it's roots, dry New England cider.
1: Oh, that sounds! I love cider,
0: which you can only get in Massachusetts, is unless it, you order it to be mailed to you, like I did.
1: You ordered it from their website.
0: Yeah, so I was on the Geek or Die podcast, mm-hmm. and they were talking about this cider because one of uh, one of the hosts' friends be, uh, either works there or is involved with it. I can't remember that part quite well, uh, but was was saying, "Hey, this is really good cider." And so during the recording of the show, I ordered two bottles, and <laughs> nice. it is quite delicious.
1: Why didn't you order me any bottles?
0: I ordered two bottles, Veronica, oh, who do you think oh. the other one's for? Okay. When are you coming over?
1: The 18th. Really? Yeah, maybe. All right. Well, I'll, I'll keep a bottle for you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I am drinking my usual, although... A lot more of my usual than I intended to. Um, That's I'm drinking, what happens as you get older. Yes. I'm drinking <laughs> bullet bourbon, uh, just a regular bourbon today, not the rye. And it, it was one of those situations where I poured myself a small amount, and then it looked like there was still a very small amount in the bottle. That gets and so you I was every like, time. I was like, oh, I'll, I guess I'll just kill it. I mean, why bother putting that tiny speck back in the cabinet? <laughs> And then it was like half works. the glass. <laughs> so, you know, we'll see how this podcast goes. It'll be fine.
0: It's going to be fine. Everything gonna will be, be fine. fine. It'll be Look, fine. Look, folks, she's not going to piss off all the internet. She's not. Oh, oh said
1: here we go. We'll get to that said, later.
0: Whoever pissed off the internet most recently. Since it seems to be a new person every week.
1: This guy right here. This guy.
0: Who's <laughs> got two thumbs and pissed off the internet.
1: And a full-ass <laughs> glass of bullet bourbon. This Woo! guy. Uh, let's jump into the quick burns.
0: Let's do. Uh, thanks to Sandra, who pointed out that you can now nominate your favorite books or, I don't know, fan Fan-casts, cast Podcasts for a Hugo. The Hugo nominations are open. Uh, In all seriousness, if you are a member, which means uh, either you were a member last year or this year or are buying a membership for the following year, uh, you can nominate books for the Hugos. Now I know there's some of you like, yeah, that process sure is whatever. Look, the only way that the Hugos are good is if everybody participates. So I encourage you to vote Sword and Laser.
1: And thank you to Dave Barrett, uh, a fan on Twitter who said that he paid the $50 just so he could sign up and and nominate Sword and Laser. So that was very awesome, very kind. We're not worthy. I mean, we are worthy. But thank you.
0: Yes, I, mean, I well, think we're, well, we're totally worthy, worthy. But
1: I mean, yeah, but it was look, very nice.
0: Lots of great casts have won the Hugo. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it is a storied, storied list of some of our favorite people and favorite podcasts who have won the Hugo. It's. It'd be, I mean, we should do it next, right?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean Why? I, I feel turn it good down. about us, Tom. You know, I'm 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 at a point in my life. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm in my mid thirties. I feel comfortable with myself. I feel secure mm-hmm. in my abilities and my yeah. career.
0: You you dre- you're dressing that way too. Like you're dressing Thank in a you. way that says, I take pride in myself, I pride but in I don't myself. feel like I have to work hard to impress you.
1: I buy a lot of South Korean beauty products. So does I my feel, wife. <laughs> I feel very comfortable in my Do you have the little bunny
0: ears to keep your hair back when you wear them?
1: I don't yet. Um, I have fox ears, but that's a different thing. That's for something mm. else. Okay. Um, and, so, and so,
0: you are comfortable with yourself, I'm as you said.
1: And I feel like Sword and Laser is at a point where we can say, you know, we feel good about being in this category. I think I a feel lot of like people we deserve it.
0: mistook my attitude in past years as being humble or mm-hmm. not caring, uh, and and really, uh, my attitude was. I, no, I personally did not feel like it was time. It's time.
1: It's time. And, you know, I think maybe we're getting a little Parsec car- cocky. Little, I think that little, might uh, be it. We got the Parsec cocky.
0: and now we're like, <laughs> oh, well, nothing could stop us now. So
1: obviously the Hugo's goes next, right? I mean, really, right? come on, let's go. And
0: then Oscars and then Tonys.
1: <laughs> and then the, um, what do they call it when you win all those things?
0: <laughs> the Snorkeman? Snor- snor- no, there's a,
1: oh, there's a name. Oh, gosh. Well, it's Tony,
0: it's- Grammy, Oscar and Emmy. right. Tony, T-O, the goats.
1: It's not that. <laughs> it's from 30 Rock. What is he win? It's called like the the screaming at your iPads or iPhones or Android devices or EGOT. 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 It's an thank EGOT. Thank you. EGOT. Where'd you get that from? Did you Google it?
0: Thank you for screaming. Somebody <laughs> was screaming it. I heard it.
1: <laughs> They're so fast.
0: And Kyle and Jenny and Lee. Anyway, well, and- thank
1: you. Um, okay, so let's move on to the uh, 2015 Locus recommended reading list. Lots of Yes, actually,
0: this goes quite well. If you're like, "Wait, what do I nominate mm-hmm. for the Hugo?" uh okay, we get it. You want to be nominated podcast, But what about the books? This is a great list of books to kind of look over and remind yourself and this what make, came. Out. I,
1: I was scrolling furiously to see a fan cast was also one of the recommended reading items. It's not It's not <laughs> of course you are. Uh, so don't look for us there
0: now, this is this is this is a reading list. Uh, but it's a very good reading list. and Maybe
1: I should have gone to I, this list, Tom, instead of just willy-nilly picking thing off something off the listopia that I thought everyone would want to read.
0: Well, but we wanted to go... We'll talk about that in a little bit. But we mm-hmm. wanted to go classicer because had, we had just done Radiance, which Radiance is on this list, yeah. by the way. Also not a universally loved choice, but still a very good book okay. and on the list.
1: Well, that makes me feel a little bit better. Uh, jo- <laughs>
0: Nemesis Games, James S.A. Corey is on this list. You're
1: stoked. Oh my God, how good is the expanse?
0: Can we just, I mean, I know it's not in the lineup, but can we just talk about the expanse for a second? I
1: believe I'm caught up.
0: Because I am so impressed and so excited for Ty, Frank, and Daniel Abraham about how well received this is. Like I was gonna love it. Like it it could have messed some things up and I still would have loved it because mm-hmm. I love their story so much. And I I had a good feeling that the story wasn't going to get manipulated beyond yeah. recognition, right? So as long as I saw Holden and Naomi and Amos and Alex, I was gonna be I was gonna be cool. But it's, it's good. really good. And people who don't know anything about the books are popping up. Have you seen this Expanse series? It's really good. Oh I know. And I'm just like, oh, that makes me sad. Uh,
1: Ryan happy. Ryan likes it, my husband which is exciting, because I feel yeah. as though he's very, he can be very particular about TV that he watches, especially if we're going to be really yeah. like digging down into something. And
0: we have TV yeah. spouses, so he, he likes do.
1: it. He also likes the magicians, which I'm thrilled about.
0: You know, I, Eileen likes the magicians as well. Uh, she really hasn't caught on to the expanse mm, okay. yet. There's two ways. Two ways Eileen mm-hmm. will watch a show I'm watching. One is like with the magicians, I'm watching it. She happens to see it mm-hmm. and gets sucked in. Like it was one of those things where I looked over and she's watching, <laughs> not just on her phone. And I'm like, oh, okay, she's, yeah. she's into this. Uh, the other is people at work start talking about it or she starts reading about it in Facebook yeah, totally. or you know on blogs or whatever and goes, have you heard about this thing? I heard it's really good. Uh, and neither one of those has happened yet with The Expanse, but I think I haven't really watched it while she was uh, okay. around.
1: Yet. See, I made so, it required watching. We were, well, we started watching it in Hawaii um, after you, I think uh-huh. you guys were talking about it or something happened. And uh, so we started watching it right. at, at, before bed on the laptop at night. And he got into it. And I was very like kind of casually, like didn't want to push it, just wanted to let it happen on his own. He was asking me questions about mm, the book. Mm-hmm. And frankly, I didn't remember as much as I hoped I did from Leviathan Wakes. I know, it's
0: actually some of, some of it has happened. I'm like, was that in the book? And then I look it up and I'm like, oh yeah. So I it was. could give I him just, like the basic
1: yeah. groundwork of the world and what was happening, and I think that was helpful. Um, and that was also helpful in the magicians for him because he went into mm, it thinking yeah, it was yeah. really going to be a Harry Potter ripoff, and I had to kind of allay sure. some of those fears and make him understand that it wasn't. Yes, there are uh, some big simu- similarities, but overall, it wasn't a. It's not hugely the same in any in any kind of meaningful way.
0: Yeah, that's a hard one because as soon as you say it's a goddess school for magic, people Mm. stop listening. They're like, that must be Harry Potter. And so you have to work hard to convince them no, which is why I thought it was cool that Eileen got sucked in. Because I could tell that's kind of what she thought when I was like, well, it's like a college. It's a graduate school for magic. So, okay, we'll just put it on. And then she was like, oh, oh, this is interesting. Oh, they're having sexy times. Oh, there's a murder. You know, like,
1: yeah, totally. (laughs) It's like, oh, this
0: is definitely not Harry Potter at all
1: yes that's what i that's that's uh, i think that's what won it over were, were the uh, the violence and the death <laughs> <violence> and, <laughs> and the sex <laughs> don't
0: get that with hermione in speaking second grade. speaking mm. of
1: violence and sex uh joanna says on a different note they've cast shadow from american gods and at least to me he's well within spec for the mixed race character yay for not completely screwing it up joanna says
0: you know brian brushwood brought this up on Cord killers when we talked about this does it matter what color his skin is? Like, it really doesn't matter what they look like. It matters if they can pull off the character.
1: Well, that's, I mean, this is the classic question. And right. this is, this fits in very well with all the Oscars to white, like, discussions. Mm-hmm. Like, if there's, and if, if for casting situations, if there's an opportunity to cast a mixed race character... Uh, why not take that opportunity? I mean, there needs oh, to be yeah. more representation. So I think it's pretty cool that they they went that route.
0: That's certainly true, and I'm not even. And that's not even what I, I think Brian was bringing it up. It's certainly not why I bring it up. I feel like you should be like Ricky Whittle is a really good actor, and will do a really good job as Shadow. And <laughs> and everybody seems to be jumping on like right to that. To the point, it's, it's you know, just basically saying, don't forget, like, he actually has talent. He's he's well, getting this job because, you know, he's good at this and he's been in the hundred and people have raved about his performances there.
1: To be fair, uh, the comicbook.com article that Joanna links to doesn't mention his race at all. That's good. I mean, so it's not, it, it doesn't seem to be in the press a thing. I think just fans are happy to see, yeah, yeah. you know, especially that's fine. people of color who are fans are happy to see someone who is of, 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 you know... Uh, not white, <laughs> not a white dude. He, he was, was scouted white to play
0: football for Arsenal and Celtic football clubs, or Celtic, sorry. Wow. Um, but was thwarted by injury and became an actor instead.
1: That's like how, um, what's his face from uh, Kylo Ren. Um, oh, Adam Driver? Adam Driver. He was supposed to be a Marine and he went, went to the training, but then he uh, hurt himself in a bike accident. No kidding. And couldn't go into the Marines, so he went to Juilliard. Hmm. instead
0: I almost went into the Navy did you yeah but I couldn't pass the psych (laughs) profile
1: I yes also had a discussion with the armed forces at high at a high school fair and then they called me and asked me questions that I couldn't give them the answers they wanted Uh so I didn't pursue that route either
0: yeah, Probably well, for the best. Congratulations, Ricky Whittle. Um, I really don't know his work that well, honestly, but I'm just going on what people have said about him in The 100, and he was in Hollyoaks, too, I think. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm excited that we've got actual casting going on for American Gods, too.
1: Yeah, yeah. Neil Gaiman's excited, too. Uh, speaking of awesome TV shows that are in the future, Altered Carbon is going to be a show on Netflix, according to Christina. Um, I actually tweeted about this when when I saw the io9 post go up as well. Um. But uh, they, they say on io9, add another entry to the long list of amazing things Netflix is doing with their original programming. They just picked up the rights to Altered Carbon, a 10-episode series based on the brilliant award-winning 2002 novel of the same name by Richard Morgan, uh, which we read for Sword and Laser as well.
0: I think what this shows, and I may have said this before, so I apologize if I'm repeating myself, we pick a book, it becomes a TV show.
1: Um. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so I don't think that's, you know, I don't think that's inappropriate tuned, to say.
0: Lots of great TV shows coming, like Radiance.
1: And- <laughs> that would make a very interesting movie. It was Sort a of Shannara. Meta, oh, look at we- that. Boom. Oh, oh boom. We, I, I, I mean, I had planned that for a really long time. <laughs> right. So it's just kind of, you know, the timing worked <laughs> out really well. Right. This Lord uh, of the Rings show, for example. Right? Oh,
0: that was so good that they did that for us retroactively in time travel. Um, yeah. Yeah.
1: I am excited to see
0: Takeshi Kovacs become
1: a... I'm excited to see future San Francisco.
0: Real... Oh, right. I forgot about that. It takes place in the mission, most of it.
1: You know, I said Lord of the Rings. I meant to say Game of Thrones. <laughs>
0: oh, I thought it was funny that you said Lord of the Rings. But, I <laughs> but thought we that didn't was... read
1: Lord of the Rings for Sword and Laser.
0: I guess we didn't, did we? <laughs> we read The Hobbit, though. Did we? Yeah, we did.
1: Oh, when the films came out. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. So Somewhere go. Tassie Dave is like, you guys don't listen to anything I do. I have a whole list. I have a whole list of books you guys have read. Dave, can't even look at it.
0: We don't listen to ourselves. I We're know. not listening to ourselves right now. So if that makes you feel any better. There you go. Um, no, but but seriously, like the whole Altered Carbon thing, getting the Netflix treatment. Um, I really liked Sense8 uh, as a production. It's mm-hmm. got flaws as a science fiction story that I forgive because I enjoy the, the sort of Atmosphere that the Wachowskis are creating. And I think that's fine for them to just like, you know what? This isn't a science fiction story. This is just a story. Uh, so, getting something that does have like a good, hard underpinning of science fiction to it and having that on the Netflix treatment, I think will be really cool too.
1: All right. Well, thank you guys for submitting stories. As always, Oh, we
0: missed a story. <gasps> Andrew, what, what do you have against Andrew?
1: Where did that? Did you just stick that in just now? No, you
0: skipped it. And so I moved it down so that you wouldn't miss it again.
1: I don't make mistakes like that, Tom. I don't know well, what you're talking about. Well, it must have been me
0: about. then. I must have been me. I apologize, Andrew, uh, who says, for all of those who enjoyed our read-through City of Stairs by Robert Jackson Bennett, uh, the sequel, though not available on Amazon until the 26th of January, which... Was when he posted it in the future. It's now available. It uh, was available in most bookstores and through pre order before that. Uh, check out City of Blades and purchase using the special sword and link laser link he included below uh, and, and actually made the link with our referral URL, which was awesome. Oh, Thank you, Andrew. That's
1: awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Does that but work? City of Blades, the Divine that
0: Cities that is out there now. Check it out.
1: I love Robert Jackson Bennett. He's a cool guy.
0: Yeah, he He's is. He's a cool and funny I say, guy. Loved uh, interviewing him we should have them mm-hmm. on again
1: we should yeah all right well anyway i will uh continue saying the thing i was saying earlier which is thank you for submitting links uh you can do that by posting in our quick burns thread i was wondering should we start a new 2016 thread or should uh, we, just we probably continue? should
0: that mm. one's getting pretty long in the tooth
1: yeah i think it might be time we'll do that we'll do that today we'll go or back Rob, in time and do we, that uh, robberator if, you, if <laughs> you're just if gonna you hear Robert us mentioning this it, and we haven't done it yet by all means <laughs> okay Now it is time for Bear Your Sword, which is our feedback from the audience.
0: You know, a lot of people say that you cause trouble on the internet. Sometimes. Veronica. Sometimes
1: Uh, people say that, and sometimes it's true.
0: What were you doing today?
1: I was just reading this great forum post about Groundhog Day, uh, started by Warren, who said it's February 2nd again, and I was like, oh, this is funny, and then they were talking in the thread about... Uh, Joanna says, puts on troll face. Yes, but is Groundhog's Day, the movie science fiction. And then Christopher said, I'd classify it as urban fantasy personally. Then Warren says, I thought it was a documentary. And Sky <laughs> nice. says, I thought it was a bad acid trip. Of course. And so I posted on Twitter under the Sword and Laser account, do you think Groundhog Day is science fiction? And thinking, oh, this will be a fun discussion. This will, right. you know, elicit more of these fun responses. We can have a fun little back and forth about it. Fun, 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 fun. Well, apparently, the key mistake I made was calling it science fiction, because immediately everyone was like, no, it's fantasy, obviously.
0: And I was like, oh, here we go. To be fair, no one one said it in that tone of voice. You
1: don't know what tone they said it in. Gordon McLeod
0: said, interesting question.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Silent Dante uh, said, "Yes, that or supernatural, yeah, but maybe respectful. fantasy, because what happens does not happen in the reality we know right now."
0: At Skliz Skal Skalzzy
1: skl, Uh,
0: said, skl-sy. "No, mm. not even vaguely rational. Uh, no, even vaguely rational explanation is given for the day reset. It's straight up fantasy, and also fantastic. That's fantastic. a very positive response."
1: Uh, Douglas Gunn said, uh, wouldn't it classify as fantasy? No science at work making him loop through time. No explanation. Sounds mm. fantastical to me. Seems
0: like a respectful response, don't you think? Mm-hmm.
1: mm
0: mm-hmm. uh, I think it's a firm no. Unless we're going with technology so advanced it's indistinguishable from magic. Storch from Sharm SEPTO. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you, SEPTO. Good Good response.
1: And then Tiber Wow or Teeper Wow says, no, all fiction, no science. That's
0: the only one that's kind of (laughs) mean. Like, it's not even that mean. It's not mean. It's just blunt.
1: And then finally, Uh, Art of Stew says, let's call it weird fiction.
0: Okay. The only thing, the only one I'd even take exception with is Tiber's, who says, no, all fiction, no science. That could be true of a lot of science fiction.
1: That's true.
0: A lot of science fiction has fictional science. What makes it science fiction is that they extrapolated things and said, well, if we were to discover this were true, then this would be possible. For mm-hmm. instance, warp drive. Would you say warp drive is not science fiction? Because no, it's it not science. There's no actual science that says that warp drive will work.
1: Well, maybe it's fantasy because there's it's a fantastical. theory
0: that it could work.
1: See, the lines are so blurred, you guys. Yeah. They're so blurred.
0: I, that's why I get, like, I understand there's a cool thing called hard science fiction where they say everything in here is scientifically possible, right? Mm-hmm. There's also imaginative science fiction where we say, well, there's a lot about science we don't know. Science isn't, like, like 100% set in stone thankfully. We're always discovering new things. And there's certain things that we might discover to be true that could be possible scientifically. I think, and, and so that's where I'm like, let people do that. There's nothing wrong with that. It's not hard science fiction. I get that. But let them say like, hey, but well, what if this ended up you know, being true. And then there are things where like, well, actually science says that it's pretty unlikely that that could ever be true or you're not even trying to give an explanation like Groundhog Day. Yeah. Uh, so we're just going to say that's fantasy. And that's fine too.
1: I kind of love that they just don't give any explanation. Yeah. It's like watching The Leftovers. Well, and that
0: that's the kind of movie I think wouldn't be as good if they said... Here's how he got sent back in time, because it would just take take away from the hijinks. It's like just accept that somehow he got sent back in time. So
1: maybe we need Groundhog Day 2. Mm. That's the sci-fi version that explains the science and why Groundhog he got sent back. Day
0: behind the hog.
1: Behind the hog. So yeah, uh, no more winter. Apparently, by the way, in case you're following along today, is in fact Groundhog Day. Oh yeah, and uh, he did not see his shadow.
0: So that's or did?
1: science no he didn't
0: see his shadow if he sees his shadow he runs back in in fear and then there's six more weeks of winter
1: that's the that's it that's how it works that's the science behind it that's the science that's the science okay all right um also scientifically accurate is phil's thread about favorite snl of 2015 and we should read this saturday night live (laughs) that's cool S-and-L. Oh, I see. Uh, you gotta get that and, that hard and in there, or else it does become confusing. <laughs> Look, I, I think understand. there's a place
0: for hard and, but there's also imaginative and. <laughs> I
1: Sorry. don't know. I think it's a fantastical and, personally. <laughs> An um,
0: and that gives no explanation. No. Just, it, just it just shows starts up a sentence. out of nowhere. <laughs>
1: yeah. um, so, Phil says, I know there's a top 10 books of 2015 topic already, <laughs> but what was your favorite sword and laser pick? The nominees are... The Sparrow, Annihilation, The Goblin Emperor, Weird Sisters, The Sword of Rhiannon, City of Stairs, Station Eleven, Uprooted, A Canticle for Leibowitz, The Trader Barrow, Cormorant, Time and Again, and Arrows of the Queen.
0: All greenlit for Netflix series in 2016.
1: Bill says his favorite was The Goblin Emperor. Mm. I generally like the fantasy picks better than the science fiction this year because Veronica is a better person, he says in his thread. That definitely happened. Although normally I lean towards sci-fi. The only SF pick I gave more than three stars to- I'm not finding those
0: words about Veronica-
1: can a Canticle for Leibowitz.
0: Hmm.
1: And I read that 40 so my copy years ago. My copy doesn't have that. No, yeah, yeah. You don't see that on yours? It must have disappeared fantastically
0: yeah, maybe. back in
1: time somewhere.
0: Uh, Tassie Dave says, my top four were all sci-fi, which is unusual for me. I'm more of a sword person. Boom.
1: See, it would have been funnier if you had said my top four were all sci-fi because Tom is a better person.
0: <laughs> but he didn't say that.
1: But uh, oh, you're missing the it's point. It's not on the
0: web. Did you do a, a sequel injection on your page? Maybe.
1: Maybe. Uh, yeah. So anytime someone mentions, yeah, <laughs> yeah you fantasy, have they have to see this because running. Veronica is a better person. <laughs> that
0: would be amazing. Actually.
1: That, yeah. That's my Chrome uh, plug-in. Mel in.
0: liked the Goblin Emperor too. Uh, the Sparrow seems to be well liked in the early going here. Goblin Emperor, City of Stairs, City of Stairs, City of Stairs. The Sparrow.
1: Mm, yeah. Annihilation is near the top for a few people.
0: Station uh, Eleven. Yeah. Got to vote I, for that.
1: I'm very pleasantly surprised by how well The Sparrow did, uh, considering I was a little concerned that a religion-heavy book would be off-putting to some of our listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, but it seems that it did very well. And, a lot of people liked of Stairs also did really well. So it seems like Annihilation, The Sparrow, and City of Stairs were probably in the top. Um, yeah. So you know, far for this very small... You know, it'd be fun to do sure, an actual it's a small sample, poll.
0: that's true. But it does show that the loudest voices aren't necessarily the only voices because Annihilation particularly had a lot of people saying, I don't get this book. I don't understand it, which is fair. But also a lot of people maybe quietly were in the corner saying, I am voting for Nixon and Agnew and I like this book.
1: And maybe someone out there was like, you know, uh, I hate to read sort of Rhiannon <laughs> while short and very pulpy, you know, really touched a chord for me. Yeah. Yeah. Someone, there that is person someone out might there. Might be out there.
0: Lee Brackett's granddaughter.
1: <laughs> Jenny Brackett. Jenny Brackett. <laughs> it's probably not her name. Um, all right. So that that was fun. I, I think it would be fun to do an official poll at some point and try to get yeah. more people to get in there and really vote. I think we, we've talked about that in the past. Let's do
0: that. Let's like make a commitment to do that at the end of 2016 mm-hmm. uh, and say we will give the Best of the Things We Did Made You Read awards.
1: I like it. I think that'll be fun. All right, and you know what? I don't think will be at the top of that pick. Our book for February, but we'll ah, get to that later. you say that now. You
0: mm-hmm. say that now. But the
1: silent majority. So we are wrapping up uh, today. Uh, we're going to start with our kickoff of uh, Sword of Shannara by Terry Brooks, Shannara. which is Shann- Is it Shannara? Shannara. I, Terry I Brooks like told us to call this it so Shannara, many times. and
0: the audiobook says it Shannara.
1: Shannara. Now so that i have listened what to the I audiobook, did I just say Shannara? No, I didn't. Did I? I could literally play it back and hear what I just said, but I'm you not could. going to because I don't want to know that I was And lots of people wrong. are
0: right now, just to check.
1: Sort of Shannara. Mm-hmm. Shannara. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're going to, for all intents and purposes, even though gif, jif, whatever, um, I'm going to go with Shannara because <laughs> <laughs> Terry Brooks did personally tell us to say that. Yeah. Um, but Tom, why don't you give <clears throat> us a rundown of, uh, of Sword of Shannara?
0: Okay. So this is the first book in the Shannara series. It was controversial at the time that it came out for some people because they felt it hues too closely to the pattern of Lord of the Rings. Now, people are prone to exaggeration, and there are plenty of people out there saying it's a direct ripoff of Lord of the Rings, and it's not. It's not a direct ripoff. Gandalf was not a human. Uh, Frodo and Sam were not brothers uh, and one of them wasn't a half elf. Like there are plenty of things that are different. This is definitely a take. But there are beats to the story that are very similar. In that you have a magical person come in at the early point and say, "I'm warning you about an evil that's growing in another part of the world, and you need to escape, and you need to run across and be chased by dark things." Uh, so I get why people say that. I and and. Terry Brooks himself, in our interview and in plenty of other places, has said, yes, I was absolutely inspired by Lord of the Rings. I was given to it by a friend to read. I spent seven years writing this book when I was an attorney in my spare time, uh, and I was trying to create a world where the characters of Tolkien uh, would inhabit a world that was more uh, I can't remember now what he said exactly, but but more of a, like an Ivanhoe uh, type <laughs> of type mm-hmm. of landscape. He, he he wanted to do a different take. He said Tolkien was very academic. He created a language and created races. He's like, I didn't want to focus on all of that. So th- there are legitimate differences here. All of that said, most people agree that Elfstones of Shannara, the second book in the series, is a better book because it departs from that Lord of the Rings-like track and it's also, you know, it's an author's Second book, he's he's cut his chops. He's he's learned how to how to write uh, in in a different way. And the Elstones is what the TV series is based on. They went ahead and they just jump mm-hmm. right into that. But Terry Brooks himself and many other people say, if you start reading this, you should start with Sword of Shannara because that sets up the world for you. There are prequels that he's written. There are little, plenty of sequels that he's written, and he has written. Tons of New York Times bestsellers, so it's not like people don't like his books. All of that, all of that is to say, the people out there who are diss- dissing this book and saying, "Hey, you guys, this is just a ripoff of Lord of the Rings," are overstating it. There are lots of people who legitimately don't like it because maybe they, they just don't like the style or they don't like how similar it might be to the Lord of the Rings story. Uh, and that's fine. You don't have to like it. But don't rain on other people's parade because there are a lot of other people who love this book, who yeah. read it when they were young. And here's the other thing. When it came out in 1977, there was nothing but Tolkien. There, and, and C.S. Lewis, like there was a dearth of fantasy books.
1: Oh, but careful, careful saying this, because that one guy in the forum said that if we say that the book was like, you know, good for the time or like something relevant to the time period that it was published, that he would stop listening to the show. So sorry, bra. Oh,
0: uh, well, um, goodbye. It was nice. <laughs> it was ni- I'm sorry that I, I pissed you off. Uh, that's not what I was saying. What I'm saying that is that at the time that Ballantyne agreed to publish it, they wanted to launch Delray. There were not a lot of other fantasy books. And so uh, people were stoked to get a fantasy book. Uh, that is not to say it was good for its time. What it is to say is that this was a book that broke ground. It launched a very successful publisher. It was a huge bestseller. And it, in, an, in a sense, uh, helped a fantasy come back Uh, from a shallow period. That's not to say there weren't other great fantasy books written in the 60s and early 70s, but this definitely launched fantasy back right at the time that Star Wars was coming out. And as much of a fantasy as it is launched science fiction movies back. So you don't have to like it. That's fine. uh, But you shouldn't just dismiss it Uh, Mm -hmm. because it was an important book historically for fantasy. I'm loving it personally as I listen to it. It's fun to pick out the parts that like, well, that's totally different from Lord of the Rings. Uh, And as someone who wrote a book that was trying to take the Arthurian mythology and set it in outer space with a mining colony, I kind of love what Terry Brooks is doing, which is, hey, let's take this general structure here. Let's play with it. Let's mm-hmm. see what else we could do with it. Um, you know, let's let's make it more Walter Scott or Alexander Dumas is, is two of the authors he said he was trying to emulate.
1: I, I also I'm, I'm vaguely kind of and, and this isn't the audience's fault, but I'm almost kind of resentful of all the discussion of it being similar to Lord of the Rings because it's almost it, it's really put it casting a, a shadow a dark shadow from some kind of flying monster, if you will, Hmm. over Hmm. my reading. Because now every time something comes up that could be a parallel in some way, it, that thought pops back into my head again. And I'm like, I don't want to think this way. I want to have my own opinions of this. That's so
0: funny, though, because w- I'm doing the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. But every time it comes up, my brain goes, ha-ha, that's different. They're not crossing into Brie. They've already been at the inn. Their dad owns the inn. Like, I'm seeing all the differences. And like, oh, well, so this is actually, you know, a different way of telling this story. And 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 this, again, is a matter of opinion. Right. I, for one... Love parody, uh, and that's not to say I'm not saying Sword of Shannara yeah, is a parody. parody. No. I'm saying that I love parody, so I love it when people take things and turn them on their heads and play with them and change them, uh, and and so I love what Terry Brooks is doing, where he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm he is admits like I'm telling a Tolkien-inspired story, but I'm telling it in my own way, and personally, I think he tells it uniquely enough that it is not a ripoff he didn't just change the name to Fangulf, you know and have a wizard show up
1: wait, wait, wait the wizard's name is al-anon yeah which like right alcoholics i mean alcoholics anonymous
0: well no it's for relatives of alcoholics oh, so no, it's, that's it's right. relatives of so <laughs>
1: Um, but, but what I do love so far is that I I get this real like wonderful sense of innocence from the book, and I don't know if it's just because the characters of Shay and Flick are are very innocent so far. Yeah. Oh, great. In my brain, it just went much like Bilbo or much like. You
0: know, well, <laughs> yeah, and, and I think that's fine. <laughs>
1: but okay, but they're they're very. But I I like how. Innocent they feel so far in the story and I'm sure a lot of that will change but I am enjoying the book and I got very caught up in in some of the like scary creepy stuff that happens in the beginning and I you know the I I'm excited to read it still so I'm sorry if, if you guys want to do like Elfstones as an alt pick I know some people were saying they wanted to do that in the forums go for it yeah you By can all always means, read whatever you want do.
0: We're, we, we say this every month frankly it's like mm-hmm. if you don't like the book. There are lots of things to read, and this show exists to point you to all kinds of other things to read. You don't have to like our pick every week or every month, but our idea here is to try to expose you to different things. For those of you who've already read it and made up your mind and don't like it, yeah, don't go read it again if you don't like it. That would be silly.
1: But, you know, let's let's try to keep the conversation in the forums constructive. Yeah. You know, people are going to like things and not like things. And there's there's a space in the discussion for criticisms and for liking something and for all sorts of different opinions. Like we we want we welcome and enjoy all opinions, but please keep it constructive and don't start name calling and trashing other people's opinions. And I'm seeing a little bit of that in the thread already, and I don't like it and I don't think it's really what we're about. So just yeah. be be a little more aware of tone because we all feel passionate about this stuff, but it doesn't need to turn nasty.
0: It's fine to not like something. It's yeah. fine to express your dislike of something. What's not okay is to force someone else to try to not like it and convince mm-hmm. them that they should like it. This is, you know, this isn't politics. This isn't the fate Thank of the God. universe. This is whether you like a book or not. Not the
1: Iowa caucus. It's not even the Iowa
0: Iowa caucus, isn't even that important, really. Mm -hmm. It's only 44 delegates, 30 on the Republican side. I mean, come on. So, uh, overemphasized.
1: We do need to also wrap up um, Radiance, which I kind of feel like we already did. We talked about
0: it a lot, and frankly, it's so funny to me that people are getting so bent out of shape about sort of Shannara in some instances. Frankly, I think most people aren't that bent out of shape. There's just a couple of loud voices Vocal there.
1: Local minority, yeah.
0: But Radiance is a much more divisive novel, and I think legitimately so. Like, it is playing with form. It is not telling a story linearly. It is, you know, it is in some ways not even fulfilling all of the elements of story because it leaves a lot out and lets you fill in gaps and and cuts things up. Up and it's very experimental in that way. So someone saying, wow, I just don't like this book at all is so much more legitimate with Radiance because it's a more challenging book and it's not for everybody. Uh, I ended up loving it and I started off not liking it. So it it really, like that to me is a sign of good writing where it's like I had to trust Catherine Valente because at the beginning, especially when they're in the theater and the guy's projecting things on his mm-hmm. legs, I was and like, like what? I don't know about this. I don't know if this is for me. It's fine, I don't think it's wrong. I just don't know if it's gonna keep me interested in. And over time, this idea, and this is the way I started to think about it. I have a folder of information and, and it's like case files. And I'm being presented them, uh, and saying, "Here's an interview. Here's a piece of film. You're starting to piece this together." And it became more of a mystery story for me. And by the end, that really worked for me. And I was like, you know, it really paid off. I thought this was I thought this was a great experience. I would highly recommend you read this book not listen to the audiobook mm-hmm. uh, and that's not to say that the audiobook wasn't well performed it's because of that idea of like looking over things and reading over files and reading interviews that because that's harder to translate when you're listening all the time I think
1: did so you did listen
0: yeah I did I listened to it all the way to the end
1: um and then you read the end
0: no no I listen I'm oh, no okay. I'm saying you're I listened to it to the, the whole end. way through okay yeah.
1: Um, yeah, I read. I read it, and uh, I liked the different storytelling styles. Um, I thought that was a very creative way of doing it, especially like throwing in the radio dramas and the advertisements. And,
0: and- honestly, the radio dramas were pretty cool in the audiobook, so I will say that.
1: Oh, were they? Did they yeah. do they? Did they? He did them
0: voices okay. for the different people and stuff.
1: Was it one narrator or was it multiple narrators? No, it was one, only
0: one narr- narrator, but he did a great job.
1: Um, and the, so help me, help me remember through the ending again and how they kind of wrap everything up and where, (laughs) this is the, this is a problem I have with this book. I I'm almost at a loss for words, trying to get thoughts out about this book sometimes in the end, when they're all in the room together, the piano bar, where is that supposed to be taking place? I think that's a film so this is it's a film is is it the film that um her father's making is this is the think film that, that is, he's well, making. or, he's or it's either on? a film
0: or a draft script of the film
1: yeah okay okay when they That's, do that you know i think like, i figured I will... that out but I, I i have trouble like remembering it in in the past like when i look back on the book exactly what happened so right okay i think i think you're right that and, was cool and, and...
0: And that that is one of the challenging aspects is like all of the scene changes where you're like oh wait what what am I doing now, um, but there's so many cool cool uh, creations in here like the callow whales mm-hmm. that at first seem like oh well that's a really nifty way of solving the problem of people moving out into space like they discover these callow whales and they can drink their milk and that'll strong strengthen their bones and they don't have to worry about the you know the effects of gravity so much and then she keeps building on it and and by the end you know they're they're the murderer <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which i definitely did not see coming
1: so you but you had to have i mean i i knew right from the beginning pretty much that the callow whales were involved in some very meaningful kind of way
0: sure well i mean the first time you hear about them you just hear about the milk and i'm like okay well that's obviously significant but I think the second time they bring them up it's like okay there's some mystical significance here there's something else going and of course then they're on Venus and that's where the murder takes place and as soon as that as soon as you learn that you're like okay there's something to do with the callow whales but I, I had no I, I had no expectation that they were actually as uh, intentional in their effect. I was like, oh, well, maybe they killed her because they don't understand, which is mm-hmm. actually kind of true, but they're way more sentient than I expected.
1: Yeah, and I thought it was just, when, as soon as they started talking about the Cala whales and the milk being the reason that people were able to travel to different planets and basically survive in the solar system outside of Earth um, was, to me, that was like, "This is there's something more here than just being a plot point yeah, or yeah. being some kind of world building device. Like it has to tie into the story in, in a bigger way. Um, so that was, but yeah, I didn't expect them to be as sentient as they were either.
0: And I liked what she did with uh, Pluto going out of radio contact, uh, you know, and, and having that last hurrah of, well, we're not going to get any more radio signals, so let's all party, you mm-hmm. know, until the last radio signal goes away. Lo- lots of little lovely touches like that here and there. And and I, I wonder if maybe she wasn't feeling bad for Pluto getting demoted uh, to a dwarf planet because uh, she gave Pluto a lot of love.
1: I was also kind of surprised that the story of Severin and her mothers, her multiple mothers throughout the years, I, I wanted her... I kind of wanted her birth to be a little more mystical.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. I think I was, I was, kind of... I was worried that it would be too mystical because mm-hmm. the book's so mystical already.
1: Mm-hmm. I, 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 I think I just expected it to be a little more Immaculate Conception style rather than... <laughs> you know, then... <laughs> except it's the father somehow. Midichlorians yeah. somehow. Oh, God.
0: Yeah. Uh, no, I was... I was actually glad that it was the solution to the Agatha Christie uh, mystery.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: and I was also, right from the beginning, actually, very in love with the idea that extremely restrictive copyright law had caused this universe of course you did. <laughs> to exist the way it did. <laughs> uh,
1: I didn't think about that. But now, in, in hindsight, this is basically Tom's perfect book.
0: Yeah, in a lot of ways. A
1: cautionary tale.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> i mean on the, copyright I, yeah read this and uh and year zero and you're good
1: that's fun all right well i i don't have too much more to say about the book myself i think we covered a lot of it in the last episode the last full episode um but yeah you guys are see it, it's kind of exciting to pick a bunch of stuff that maybe not you you don't all agree on
0: no i think it would be boring And not to say we never want to pick something that everyone loves. Of course we do. Uh, But it would be boring if every month everyone said, yay, I loved it. And that would be it, right? And that's
1: all we said on this show. That'd be a very short show.
0: Yeah. I mean, the idea, as we say over and over, of Sword and Laser is to expose you to other things. And to expose you to other things sometimes means you won't like them. Uh, that's, That's just part of being exposed to new things. Some of them you'll like, some of them you won't. You don't know because you haven't been exposed to them before.
1: There you go. Words to live by. (laughs) Try new stuff.
0: It's the cider talking.
1: (laughs) Well, thanks for listening, everyone. So yeah, our book pick for February, as we mentioned, is Sword of Shannara by Terry Brooks. And you can pick that up pretty much everywhere. I mean, it's been out for a really long time. Yeah. So if you can't find a copy, I would be shocked.
0: When you see someone saying, I hated that book, uh, ask them to send you their copy. Perfect. They don't want it anymore.
1: They don't want it. They don't need it. They're mad at it. Give it to you. Why not? Spread the spread the love. Um, our show, though, is currently entirely funded by our patrons at patreon.com slash sword and laser. So thank you so much to all the folks who back our show. Of course, we do our monthly silliness episode, which we just put out last week um, for people who uh, contribute at a specific level. $20.
0: $20, 20 bucks, a month make sure that we keep doing these shows and gets us closer to committing to doing four shows a month right now we're only committed to doing two shows a month although sometimes we do more and you get game shows you get mini game shows where veronica and i try to embarrass each other so really think about pledging at the $20 per episode level we've only got 10 people enjoying these right now
1: and they're fun to make so <laughs> they really are i want to share them with more of you trust me patreon.com slash sword and laser
0: that is correct. And I bet there's something else I'm supposed to say. Oh, you, you could also support, support the show, the show by, by buying books, books. <laughs> through our links. Uh, that's the other way. If you're like, listen, I'd love to give you guys $20. I ain't got $20. That's fine. Uh, you're going to buy a book. Click on the link at swordandlaser.com slash picks to buy that book. Even if the book you want isn't on that page, although there's tons of good books there, uh, you can then go from that link to the book you want to buy and we get credit for it.
1: It's very nice. It, it, helps, it works out for everyone.
0: swordandlaser.com slash picks.
1: If you want to email us, our email address is feedback at swordandlaser.com. Our website is swordandlaser.com. All of our discussions happen over on Goodreads. And you can call and leave us a voicemail at 415-7-SWORD-6. And don't forget, review us on iTunes. Just tell us, um, tell us uh, I don't know, what show you're watching. Lately, are you watching any of the new sci-fi stuff? Are you watching yeah. sort of just rate genre? us five
0: stars and then say magicians or expands?
1: There you go, perfect. Sounds good to me. All right, we'll see you guys next time. Right. Bye.